If I remember the A-Team, I'd be howling Mad Murdoch, I'm pretty <clears> sure. <throat> I'm just saying. It uh, has nothing to do with anything. Hello and welcome back to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're going to be talking uh, a lot of E3 uh, since it's ongoing as we're recording this. So maybe something uh, new and amazing will pop up and you'll all hear us shout expletives at the TV. We've got uh, TV muted, but G4 is still on and can be seen. So um, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Uh, I want to talk about Microsoft first, since they were the first ones to step up to the podium. Um, you know, we all sort of suspected that they'd be talking a bit more about Project Natal, which is now being called Connect, um, spelled with a K. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's that, worked, of, that works so well for the clan. It, it's, it's like somebody misspelled <laughs> Kinetic, and somebody in Microsoft Marketing saw it and said, hey, that'd be a great name for Natal. That that is the classic marketing move: take a word and exchange letters. Yes, you know, I I thought it was kind of generic at first, but it kind of flows. I'm not bothered by it. It's not like we were. You know. Yeah, I was I was all jazzed about the revolution. Yeah, and then somebody came out with we, and I'm like, what the fuck? Of course, I got used to it. It's more like it's more like the revolution as far as like name choices go. Yes, um, well. I'm sure, along with you guys, I've been watching E3 every year that G4 has been showing it on their channel, because before, you know, we just... Since 1989, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Not not 2006 or anything that recent. Um, but I've been a firm believer in watching those press conferences that you should always lead with either your biggest title or a surprise title. And Microsoft did, ni- did neither. They let off with a Treyarch-developed Call of Duty game that nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> it, it will still sell, like, a bajillion copies, but yeah. it will suck. Um, they, they let off with um, a little bit of gameplay for Call of Duty Black Ops, which just looked generally unappealing to me because it's set in Vietnam. It's not like modern warfare where you've got, you know, current... It's, a, it's apparently Cold War era, and it will take... A couple of... That's never been done? Oh, yes, it is. Well, it'll take place over a couple of different locations. I I looked at this, because John and I talked about this a little yesterday. It seemed kind of generic for a game about the Vietnam War, which is what we thought it was. It's Um, still still generic for a game, even if it's not about the Vietnam War. Well, yes. Um, So they, they let off with that game, and then immediately made the announcement that Microsoft had reached an agreement with Activision to uh, get all uh, future DLC uh, content through 2010, 2011, 2012 uh, on Xbox Live first. Now, that's, that's not that that's the only place they're going to get it. It's just going to be time-delayed between uh, when you get it on Xbox Live and when it becomes available on PlayStation Network, which... There's a couple of things to this. One, I, I don't know that you need to do it because I don't know that... Uh, I, I don't have the sales figures to back this up, but I don't necessarily know that the PlayStation 3 is the gamer's destination for first-person shooters. It's generally a different type of gamer 
that gravitates towards the place. It was it was kind of funny because they they let off their press conference and said we have three of the biggest titles: Halo, Gears of War, and uh, Call of Duty. And I thought, oh, we got both types of games: first person shooters and third person shooters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and to Microsoft, that's really all there is because it is their bread and butter. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I thought, really, you just paid. Activision money for a franchise that in three years, I'm not sure people are going to care about. And after the Infinity Ward debacle, making a deal with them kind of makes the Neville Chamberlain yeah, at this and, point. And, unless uh, they somehow manage to resurrect the corpse of Infinity Ward, which is essentially now respawn games because they've hired almost everybody from uh, the old Infinity Ward team to respawn games now to where it's more or less just Infinity Ward in name only. I don't necessarily know that the next Modern Warfare, the next thing to come out of Infinity Ward, is going to be anything close to what people are expecting. Yeah. And and again, this is based on absolutely nothing, because we haven't seen anything from them yet. They're unproven, which is kind of the point. It's like, I don't know that you need to pay money for downloadable content for... Yeah, like I said, Black Ops is going to sell a million copies. World at War sucked, and it still sold, you know, a bajillion copies. But sooner or later, they're going to catch on that, hey, Infinity Ward's not here anymore, and uh, these games are, aren't what we're expecting, and they're going to move on to something else. Possibly to uh, Medal of Honor, which looked pretty good, or uh, whatever Respawn Games eventually ends up doing. Yeah. There will be something that eventually rises up and takes Call of Duty's place, but I think right now it's people, you know, gamers who want to get on that, you know, massive burst of, um, you know, like, people going online and playing. It's it's really interesting uh, that the, le- I, I hate to say lesser, but they really were lesser Call of Duty titles that Treyarch developed still sold really well. Because it speaks to, you know, we, we've talked a lot over the last couple of years about, in gaming, about the casual market. Yeah. And, and that normally refers to, you know, like, the soccer moms of the grandparents who play, like, Wii Sports and, you know, Carnival Games. Carnival Games. Jillian Michaels presents Wii Fit. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, there, there's, I hate to say it, there's actually for a long time been a casual male market kind of <laughs> Casual male. Yes. Um, the casual male gamer tends to gravitate towards first-person shooters and sports games. You know, those sort of... Now, that's not necessarily the type of game that hardcore players don't play, too, because there's obviously a lot of hardcore first- and third-person shooter fans, but for somebody who doesn't necessarily identify himself as a gamer and only buys, like, one or two games a year, it's usually Madden and Call of Duty. Yeah. Because everybody's seen that guy who doesn't really know anything about video games, but uh, if you mention it to him, those are the only two games he talks about. Um, Microsoft... Didn't really unveil any new games at their uh, press conference, which uh, was a little disappointing. They showed a little bit more of um, Halo Reach, the the campaign. They showed that uh, there were going to be space battles, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, I'm still wary, wary of any Halo game where you're not uh, playing as Master Chief, mm. uh, yeah. at least as far as the campaign goes. Um the second game they showed off was uh, Metal Gear Solid Rising, which I know isn't an exclusive title, but they may as well just showed that one first, because that trailer was way more exciting than uh, Black Ops was. 
Uh, I'm excited about that game because, um, aside from just loving Metal Gear Solid and everything about it, um, they're they're talking a little bit more about the trailer where Raiden's, you know, kind of doing the bullet time thing. He's chopping people into several different parts. And uh, apparently you can, like, just target, like, a hand or something and disable them and try and get information out of them and stuff. Yeah, like it looked like when you were hitting, you were able to change the, the angle of the cut and right. things like that. <clears throat> it looked pretty neat, although, I don't know, it kind of looked like a hack and slash, devil may cry sort of thing, and I don't know. Yeah, uh, from some of the interviews that they've done since they showed that trailer, it says it's going to... It's going to take place between Metal Gear Solid 2 and 4. And, you know, it's going to kind of follow riding around in that period of time where, uh, you know, there's the end of the events in Metal Gear Solid 2, and then he shows up in Metal Gear Solid 4 as a cyborg. So you're kind of filling in some of those gaps. Um, but apparently the stealth in the game is going to be more about being fast and agile to uh, to kind of get around the guards and stuff as opposed to, you know, the casual sneaking and crawling. So it's going to be a, a much more fast-paced game, which could be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't know that it's necessarily a true Metal Gear sequel. Bill at least be an interesting uh, stopgap until they decide whatever they're doing next. Yeah. Well, my point was more that it's um, <clears throat> just not really my kind of thing, so... I, I, I'm i going to be happy with it regardless, but uh, but let's let's go ahead and get to the real uh, meat and potatoes of the Microsoft press conference, which was uh, the unveiling of Kinect. Um, I'm just going to start out by saying you cannot do a video <laughs> chat demo that does not have a painful script oh associated my God. with it. That video chat demo was the most painful thing I'd seen in a long time. I, I'm going to uh, give you my reenactment of the uh, visual chat that they had for uh, Connect. Hi, I'm going to call my friend Carly, who's who's uh, over on the other side of the country. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm great. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. It's been a while. Well, hey... I've got some stuff to do, so let's go ahead and show them how this works. Okay. Really? Yeah, that that's how it went. Yes, it really? was painful. Really? It was so painful. Like, they, there was a distinct <clears throat> lag where they were just, you know, sort of reading off the script. So basically, for, for anyone whose job has involved computer-based training, where there's a uh, quote-unquote conversation involved, it's that kind of thing. Yes. yes. Where they really didn't hire anybody that could... Uh, Take care of business and make it sound like a real conversation. Honestly, I think what they there's I don't think there is a way you could do it without making it sound stupid. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. You have Stephen Hawking video chat with himself. It will sound robotic, yes, but that is how he really converses. Oh. Well, no, the problem I had was more that like I'm not knocking Stephen I'm Hawking. Not, I'm no, just no, saying, no, no. Well, I'm well, kind of knocking Stephen Hawking. What's he ever done for me? I don't know. Uh, here's here's the answer. Jack shit. They, they had two people set up. Like, they had two stations set up, so if they just had two people on either side, that would have been uh, better than uh, the 
Hey, it's been a while. Yeah, before you know, it's been I a have, while since that before the I show phone call do. where we said, "Okay, so we're about to do it. We're ten seconds to air." I, I'm not even sure that they called ahead. I think that was entirely pre-recorded. I don't think there was anything live about that chat. Hmm. That that was the impression I got. I, I got the impression that was just a scripted pre-recorded event where the person on stage was reacting to a video. Like a pre-recorded well, video. That's, that's because they they are not going to uh, for reasons that we'll get into when we talk about Nintendo's press conference. They are not going to sit there and risk uh, iPhone fouring it exactly. Um, uh, that's but Connect was such a huge fucking disappointment uh, because you know one of the game one of the games was a driving game where the person is just holding their arms up in front of the Connect camera and steering. No acceleration, no braking, oh. no drifting, no nothing. They're just steering with their arms. I looked this at is that, bullshit. They had two racing games with it. I looked at it and I thought, yeah, when Mario Kart Wii came out, we all tried the wheel and then we all dropped it. Yeah, but at least with the wheel, you know, we could kind of gas and brake and, and, yeah. and change our speed. This is like an amusement park ride. You're not really in control of it. They just give you the illusion of control. Yep. Um, and and um, there's the track and field one. And and I'm going to go ahead and say this joke. Uh, I said it's a $150 power pad. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, we don't know for sure what the price is going to be. Um, the original speculation was it was going to come out around 150 but... Sony has said that the Move bundle, which includes the iToy camera, if you don't already own it, uh, some games, or a game at least, uh, and the controller that you use it with is going to come out for 100 So I'd be surprised now to see uh, Microsoft come out with it at a higher price point. Depends. If Kinect really works as smoothly as they say it does, I mean, uh, which it might not. I'm, I'm full well admitting that. Here's the thing. Even if it works smoothly, and, and you know, the interface looked cool, but it's not the sort of thing I want to pay $150 for, so I have a different user interface when I'm using yeah. my Xbox. Mm-hmm. But the games were all fucking terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, that that is definitely one of the things I thought about the games. These look like the filler games we got the first year on the Wii before... You know, they weren't even the filler games that we got on the Wii. They were the... Copies uh, of the filler games. No, they were like the uh, games you play at Chuck E. Cheese for like a quarter. You know, like the the video of a roller coaster that moves your chair. It was kind of like that in reverse. Your chair's not moving, but there's still a picture, and you can kind of do stuff uh, on the screen with it. Yeah. And here, here was the thing that even dismayed me even more, because it was such a... The presentation of Kinect fell so flat. Because not only was it staged and corny and boring, but the games all looked awful. There's actually an awesome-looking game for Kinect, and they didn't bother to show it. Um, the guy yeah. who did Res uh, back on the PlayStation 2 um, has created a new game for Kinect called Child of Eden, which is basically Res 2, uh, which is this uh, music-based shooter, essentially. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Um <clears throat> And they showed it off at the beginning of the, of the Ubisoft conference because uh, Ubisoft's the, the company that's publishing it. And it looked amazing. I was like, this is the game 
that um, Microsoft should have let off their press conference with, not, you know, Black Ops. Because that was the game that would have sold everyone Connect right away. Yeah. Well, Dance Central, or I think that was the name, didn't look too bad. It just wasn't anything I would be interested in. If you were into that sort of game, like, that's, like, loads and loads better than DDR. Me, I uh, want my glorified button masher. Well, here, here's where I see kind of a difference between Microsoft's approach to motion uh, controls and, say, Sony and Nintendo's. You know, all three of them want to, quote-unquote, put you inside the game. Well, what Microsoft wants to do is they want to put you inside the game by putting your picture on the screen or your avatar while you move around. And I don't want to watch on screen what I'm doing in, in real life. I already know what I'm doing in real life. I want the controls to be immersive and yeah. having uh, something that sort of uh, half-assed represents my movements on screen doesn't really immerse me. It just pisses me off. So in G3 or G4... Um, they're showing the the Rock Band three like people actually playing it with the pro guitar. Sorry to interrupt. I just like that, that's okay. Um, oh, is that the pro guitar? <laughs> that is the pro guitar. That guy is actually doing like chords and crap. and the uh, and the, the new keyboard. drum set that has the uh, symbols. And Peter Moore is nowhere to be seen. Well, this is a this is a play test. This is not. But there looks to be a hobo end. mountain man on one of the uh, mics. Yeah, the pro guitar looks really interesting because the guy that's playing it is playing it the way you would a actual guitar. His hand is moving up and down the frets, yeah. but I'm sure by the time you guys listen to this, you'll have already seen it. I think far more interesting is Grizzly Adams on mic. Uh, agree. They put, have you noticed the they put him in the back? They, put the, they uh, put the singers behind everybody else. They did the opposite of what a real band does. Yes. Well, because... They want to show off. Yeah, I know. They want to show the off guitar the instruments. And, the and they want to keep Mountain Man... As far from the camera as possible. Look at this man! You can literally hear his beard. You really can. I don't know. You can. And, and look, the camera refuses to get close to him. Oh, older, balding hobo mountain man. Kind of wonder. Kids how are not interested sounds. in what you do. He's a redheaded, older, balding, long-haired hippie mountain man. Ginger hobo mountain man. Yes. Um. So that that was Microsoft's press conference, more or less. In other words, it. I don't have any fears for the 360's viability down the road, because there's still going to be, you know, Gears of War 3, which they showed off a little bit of the four-player co-op campaign, which really didn't, it didn't wow me, because it's just more of the same from 1 and 2, which, you know, that that's kind of what you expect, but they didn't even show off the, uh, the Beast mode. Uh, for multiplayer, where you're basically playing as one of the giant monsters, which that would have been far cooler than just showing off a little bit of the the random campaign that looks like the campaign from the first two games. Uh, but it was just a general disappointment for me. I know they're go- still going to sell a lot of units. They revealed the <laughs> yes. uh, redesigned uh, <laughs> Xbox that finally has Wi-Fi, so it's a little bit closer uh, in terms of value out of the box to... Uh, the PlayStation 3, which has had Wi-Fi since day one, I think, and uh, still doesn't have a, a Blu-ray player, but I don't think they're going to get into bed with Sony to do that. So, <laughs> um, they get, who else does Blu-ray? Nobody else? Mm, well, 
I didn't not they, there are other manufacturers of Blu-ray players, but it's still kind of Sony's baby. Uh-huh. Kind of like Beta was. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> so I imagine they're just going to say, yeah, you can buy uh, high-def movies off of Xbox Live, but uh, fuck you, Blu-ray. Yeah. Actually, I think that's why they came out with the new Wi-Fi adapter, like the actual attachment. They, they actually came out with a new one that was higher, you know, more powerful, so you could actually stream HD stuff over wireless. Also, um, my, Microsoft, kind of thing, it was the only one of the three uh, console makers not to show off any H- or 3D technology. Um, so it's yeah. like, welcome, welcome to 2008, where we're still trying to ride the Wii's coattails with motion control. I don't know. I think Microsoft is taking things in one direction. Nintendo is going another direction. Sony's going another direction. Uh, I I like where Nintendo and Sony are going better, but I'll I'll get to that in a minute. I will say one thing, uh, one note I made here in watching Microsoft's Dance Central. Again, I said I didn't I didn't really like it, but Harmonics. Okay, after Rock Band Three and Dance Central, Harmonics has owned like the rhythm game genre for you know yeah for the foreseeable future. They have done it right. Uh, agreed. Um... But I think a lot of that has to do with how they approached Rock Band 3 and how Electronic Arts improbably got the hell out of their way and let them yeah. let them do it right. Um, so let's go ahead. Uh, we'll get to the third party guys a little bit later. I know Ubisoft had the next press conference after that. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about Nintendo. Uh, they just yesterday revealed... Um, well, they, they, they went out with a lot of stuff. Um... They showed off the new Zelda game, uh, which they tried to show a little gameplay for, and uh, apparently Miyamoto was having problems with the uh, with the Wii remote, yes. getting it to pick up what he wanted to do. And oh. uh, I, I, I joked that uh, I'm pretty sure that somebody's getting a visit from the Yakuza and is going to have a horse head in their bed. I like to think or that it's not the, the, the Yakuza, but it's Nintendo-branded thubs and... Uh, Red shirts and blue overalls. Yeah, I... I'm or maybe they're just like Captain N. And they all have power gloves. <laughs> with brass knuckles. <laughs> I would love that. Um, I, I'm just 100% positive that you do not uh, piss off Miyamoto or cause him to be embarrassed on stage during the presentation without getting killed. Yeah, someone's going to be committing uh, ritual suicide <laughs> yes. as a result. <laughs> Oh, There's some guy in his office in Nintendo right now drawing out the blade, and kneeling down, standing racist with the sword. The Is this like in uh, Bridge Over the River Kwai? Do you know what happens if I do not finish this bridge? I have to kill myself. What would you do? Well, I guess I'd kill myself then. Cheers! <laughs> oh. Delicious. Um, but aside aside from the technical issues... The game did look really good. It yes. reminded me a lot of a updated version of the original Legend of Zelda with a grown-up Link. Yeah, it did. Mm. To me, it felt very much like original Link to the Past, that that era, and cool. that was good. It, even though the game is called the Skyward Sword, and I imagine that there's probably going to be a lot of upward travel, so to speak, now I read I read something on Gi- Giant Bomb that said apparently Link starts out in some 
on some floating island, and somehow he's able to travel between the two. Wait, so it's Avatar? With his sword. No, well, maybe. A- Avatar and Super Mario Galaxy put together? The Triforce is the uh, unobtainium in this game. He can travel between the two from the use of the Skyward Sword, which turns out to be the Master Sword. <clears throat> that's not a spoiler. Which, that's like which a, turns out to be. That's a uh, that's a well established Zelda trope. But uh, they, the, the Skyward Sword part of the title also indicates that Link. There'll be lots of thrusting. Well, that too. Link can uh, lift his sword in the air and basically charge up his sword. Like he just and, don't uh, care. Shoot lasers uh, out of his sword like he could, you know, back in the old days. Awesome. Uh, uh, so in the first time in over a decade, you can finally shoot shit with your sword. I love sword lasers. Me too. Pew pew. <laughs> um, they also showed off a new Donkey Kong Country game. Yay! And, and a uh, new Golden Goldeneye game. Now, for those wondering, uh, Rare hasn't worked for Nintendo in about eight years, so uh, do with that what you will. Yeah, going back to the one shooter that was good on Nintendo. Well, what was funny is they actually had like a. I saw a video. I can't remember if this was press conference or not, where they had people like, um, like focus grouping this Goldeneye game, like. Yeah, that hey, was during the presentation. Yeah, you know, and how awesome, you know, to build you up for how awesome this was going to be. And I kept thinking, like, we're in the post-Halo era. People expect to be able to take two consoles in and hook them together and get, like, eight people, 16 people in yeah. a game. Four-player online deathmatch is not going and to I have, it in a I have three words for you. World. We friend codes. That's even if they do like uh, you can on uh, Tetsunoku versus Capcom and just play with random people. It's four player deathmatch for a game that's twelve years old. Yeah, you know I I expect at least you know anywhere from ten to sixteen players in my deathmatches now. Yeah, and uh, like I, I think they're drawing a lot of nostalgia here, but yeah, it, it might be a decent game, but I doubt it's going to be the absolute. Memorable, you know, top of the line game. It will not. Yeah. Yeah, same thing for Donkey Kong Country. The game that really didn't age well, and the more you play, the more you realize, I could be playing Super Mario World right now. Yeah. Never did a thing for me. The entire series of games, not a single one. I remember playing one or two of them, and it's it's what you played when you already played Mario to death. Yep. Donkey Kong Country was, I remember... It is the it, Mario B-Squad. When it first came out, it was a big deal because it was all, like, rendered, CGI rendered, of course, you know... Yeah, so it was Primal Rage that worked out. Yeah, it was, it was rendered down to 2D graphics. Like, Nintendo Power sent out a VHS tape about it as a promo. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I got that tape. So were you, were you saying they were focus grouping during the presentation? No, they, they had showed this. a video of a focus group for Goldeneye saying, "How many people? How many people thought it was one of the best multiplayer shooters ever?" And everybody raised their hand. Wait, wait, wait. When? When is a focus group so exciting that you need to put it in a presentation? Well, Never. it was just exactly. It was just to prove how much nostalgia there was for the game. Actually, it was probably staged. I couldn't help but think you could that. do it. You could do a simple montage of people. It's great. I love it. I'm going to have sex with it. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, though, that like 
the focus list. People you could have paid to say it's awesome. No, no, seriously, these these people it, are totally they could, unbiased. They should have hired the people that uh, were in the Doctor. Here comes <laughs> Doctor Tran uh, short cartoon where uh, you know they're standing outside the theater and they're like, "I was transcended. I'm transsexual." They should have. It. Uh, I have a raging hard on for Goldeneye. I, I will say, after all the corny stuff, seeing me, Miyamoto have problems with the Wii, it's like, that I respect. There is a man facing off with real technology and giving his real reaction. That is awesome. No, that, I think his real reaction was, was to uh, hit his translator in the face and upend the table in front of him. Also good. Also good. But he didn't. Quite. He didn't, but he should have. Um... They showed off a new Kirby game, uh, Kirby's New Yarn, which I called uh, Kirby's New Yawn, because I have absolutely zero interest in it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever played any of the Kirby games. No. No. Can't say I did. Um, Trying to remember what else. Metroid. Yeah, Metroid Other M, which I love so much. Another fracking dance game. Oh, yeah, Just Dance 2. Uh, Just Dance to what? Uh, hell if I know. <clears throat> um, they did Epic Mickey, which... Epic what now? Mickey. Epic Mickey. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Have what, what made it epic? Nothing. I don't know. It's a dark game... What, like, Mickey slits his wrist? No, no, it's, it's just darker than... I, I just like, Mickey, Mickey goes into a shadow that. world where he has to fight an evil version out of himself who has tentacles? No, but it was just funny that, like... He yeah, rapes it, Minnie halfway through? Yes, There's a mini-game where you can have sex with Minnie? He has to come to terms with the fact that uh, he was created by an anti-Semite. And that he killed his own father. Yeah, let's put that in there. What, yeah, that's What struck good. me as funny, though, was, like, all of these characters are going to live on through these really dark and bizarre games. You know, like Kingdom Hearts and this. You know. Meanwhile, Looney Tunes is trying to resurrect itself with a 3D short that's going to be attached to uh, certain cartoons and theaters. Well, remember when Looney Tunes did that revamp where it was in the future and they were genetically reassembled from something? And You mean Spider-Man 2099? Only with the Looney Tunes. That was horrible. No, dark versions or actiony versions of these characters do not work. Speaking of which, they are showing off uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, and one of the dimensions dimensions is the uh, twenty ninety nine world. Anybody who remembers uh, twenty ninety nine, email the podcast, and I'll laugh at you. <laughs> oh, I remember twenty ninety nine. I do too. Oh, there was one more game they mentioned, which was uh, Mario Sports. Mix oh yeah, which it, it was basically like uh, power tennis and Mario base. You know, Super Sluggers and Mario Sogger all rolled into one with uh, volleyball and uh, basketball and hockey thrown in there. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of surprised considering that in the past they've done, like, single game, you know, Mario games, and this was a multi-sport I imagine game. it's probably because it's uh, the last hurrah of those for a while. They're probably yeah. saying, you know what? There's so many of these shovelware crap games that we're just going to throw one more together. Yep. And then let everybody else run with it. And was there anything else before we get to the 3DS that anybody can think of? Um, no, that was pretty much all the uh, the press conferences that I watched. Now, the 3DS that, that Nintendo unveiled and everybody knew about, um, 
actually kind of impressed me a little bit. Now, obviously, uh, I have no idea what the 3D on that thing is like. It's it's supposed to just be a regular screen that somehow has a 3D effect on it that you don't need glasses to see. But what I was impressed by was not the technology, which I have no way of verifying how good it is, um, but the games that were showcased for it. Uh, the first game that they showed off actually tugged at my heartstrings just a little bit, uh, because it was a new Kid Icarus game, which they haven't done a Kid Icarus game on any platform since they released a craptacular version on Game Boy in, like, 1991. Wow. So it's been almost two decades. And, you know, they're showing off the trailer, and it shows uh, Kid Icarus Pit in basically his uh, Smash Brothers brawl incarnation. And he flies on the screen, and he looks at, at the screen, and he goes, Sorry to keep you waiting, and then flies back opposition again to the gameplay. So that that hmm. got me just a little bit because it had been about 20 years. That's so, pretty right. cool. I'm not kidding, Chris. They also uh, confirmed, uh, although they showed very little, if any, of uh, Resident Evil, uh, Super Street Fighter 4, um, a new Zelda game, uh, Star Fox 64, Pilot Wing 64, um, I'm trying to remember what else. There, there were just a, a ton of games that were... They, they weren't what you consider your typical DS shovelware. They were actual... I want to say they announced... Did you say this? Sorry, I've been watching G4. Um, Ocarina of Time? Oh, yeah, they did They did say uh, Ocarina of Time. Um, there's something else I'm trying to think of specifically, and for some reason it's totally escaping me. Oh, Metal Gear. Uh, they're doing a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 hmm. for the 3DS. Um, but yeah, all these really, you know, hardcore games that uh, that have been announced. And one of the things that they haven't confirmed, but I strongly suspect because of uh, the the intro trailer they showed that had, like, Miyamoto and Reggie fils getting sucked into the 3DS... There's one part where Reggie's standing there and he's around all the classic uh, Nintendo items like the mushroom and the coins and everything. But in the background, if you, if you watch the video online, you'll see the little uh, M tomato that you get in Smash Brothers. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty positive that they're going to uh, be developing a, a Super Smash Brothers title for the 3DS. May as well. Yeah. But the other thing that was interesting was that they said... Now, it's going to have cameras like DSi, but you can use the cameras to take 3D pictures, which I don't know how that's going to work, but yeah. in theory it sounds cool, in that you'll be able to watch 3D movies. And apparently it, in their booth they're showing like trailers for 3D movies like How to Train Your Dragon. Hmm. So mm-hmm. depending on how that works out, um, I like the way that they're going about it because they're selling, they're selling the system to gamers... By uh, you know putting out all these core titles right right up front for you, so you can see, hey, there's Star Fox, there's Zelda, there's Kid Icarus, there's you know Metal Gear and everything else, and presumably Metroid at some point. Um, I hope they Crossing. do the, the 3D movies right though, because otherwise it could become the U- the new UMD. Uh, agreed. Although I don't ever even watch UMDs, I just convert everything into MP4 and watch it on my PSP. Exactly, but um, most people 
Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be like some sort of hard drive storage for the 3D movies or what. Um, but I like how they're going into 3D because they're doing it with a system that you're going to want to play the games on anyway, if they were in 3D or not. And they're adding the element of being able to watch movies in 3D to where if it works, if it comes off right, they'll be able to sell that to the casual audience as well. And then they can get into putting out as much shovelware crap as they want to. Yeah. But I was really impressed by how strongly Nintendo came this year with what, what we would consider core games, considering, you know, the last couple of years, those have been few and far between. Definitely. So I, I came away from Nintendo's actually very impressed, getting far more from them than I would have expected. Oh yeah, I, it makes me want to go back and play that. We actually finished Twilight Princess before. Although immediately afterwards, I was still like, "Damn it, when's uh, Metro Another Room come out? Is it is it all good shit? Because I want to play that game." Um. Then we, then we gotta go to Sony, and Sony. How do I put this? <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in the three, in the it didn't dazzle you, did it? No, it it it, it didn't dazzle dazzle me, but it didn't disappoint me either. I'll explain it here in a minute. In the current generation of consoles, Microsoft is kind of the new Sony, uh, because as far as the hardcore gamer is concerned, that's been the system of choice to this point in the uh, generational cycle. But now, Sony is the new <laughs> the new Microsoft, so Sony is back to where it used to be in, in a way. In a sense, because their conference this year was announcing, I believe that Microsoft, in large part, got to where it is now by a lot of those little nitpicky exclusive agreements. You know, we're getting yeah. exclusive content here, we're getting this first, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, they did a few things like that with games like Medal of Honor, which, like I said, I'm not even a first person shooter fan, but that game looks. Looks to be more like Modern Warfare this year, for this year, than, uh, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops will be. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw that one sell a little bit better than Black Ops, say. Um, so they have exclusive content for that. Um, there are a couple other games that they announced some exclusive content for that didn't just jump off the page, but, you know, that... It, it was still interesting that publishers were starting to favor Sony again as opposed to Microsoft. Um, but the real surprise uh, was Gabe Newell showing up at the at the Sony press conference because anybody who knows anything about Valve and Gabe Newell knows that he has for years been very outspoken against Sony, saying that he won't develop for the PlayStation Three. He's only going to develop for PC and, and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. And he shows up on stage and says. You know, if, if I seem a little nervous, it's because I just got introduced to Kevin Butler as the VP of Sharpening Things. He said, you know, uh, I appreciate Sony's hospitality and not punching me repeatedly in the face. <laughs> and then he unveiled Portal 2 on PlayStation 3. Huh. Uh, you know, the orange box is on PlayStation 3, but Valve didn't develop it. Like, they, they did the version for 360, and then some other team did a half-assed job of porting it over. They're, they're actually developing the um, PlayStation 3 version of Portal 2, which may be why it got pushed back into 2011. Yeah, because hmm. uh, I had heard that they were there was some reason it was getting moved back, and people were speculating it was a new game that they were... Like a Half-Life uh, 2 Episode or, yeah. 3 or Half-Life 3. 
But no, it turned out to be that they were actually developing it for PlayStation, and Gabe Newell even went so far to say that it was going to be the best version on any console because it's going to have Steam integration. Hmm. That's going to be neat, I guess. I yeah. haven't really used Steam much, but it's one extra option that I don't know. I guess they could do on 360, but so had they changed his mind? No idea, but I, I a dump truck prob- of money. Yeah, probably, probably a dump truck of money. <laughs> but I felt like it was a major coup for Sony to have Valve on board because because that paves the way for you know games like Left for Dead. Uh, yes, to come out that on, could on be cool. The future that could be cool. Or well, anything, well, anything else. I wonder how soon after he showed up on stage were people uh, blogging that he was a sellout. Probably immediately. <clears throat> you know, it's hard to care about stuff like that with a drunk dump. Dump truck full of money in your backyard. Yeah, it's amazing how people's opinions don't seem to phase you once you, the dump truck has arrived. When it pulls up to your driveway backwards, and you're the beep, 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 and the, as it lifts up, and then uh, and then you stand, you, you know it could crush you, but still you stand right behind it, so that Scrooge McDuck style, you can swim out of the pile of money that has fallen upon you. So I, I don't know if this is so much the pendulum swinging back in Sony's favor between, you know, Sony and Microsoft, or if it's just, you know, multi-platform continuing to grow as the industry normal among uh, third-party developers. I think things are balancing out, but... Because, I mean, the PS3 is picking up steam. They're kind of hitting their stride at this point. Yeah. Um, And I think... I think the interesting thing we're going to see, the the last... This current generation of consoles kind of split you know, had different, much different capabilities than they did in the past. So we're seeing, you know, I, I think, and I think we're going to continue to see with Connect and Move and all these different things, it's not going to be as easy to do the same game across all the different systems um, and right. use all the features, you know. A um, couple of interesting things. Um, they showed off Killzone 3. Uh, they showed a short trailer for for Final Fantasy XIV Online. All right. Uh, which I, I've just been generally disappointed with what Square brought this year. Oh, uh, Kingdom Hearts, the original Kingdom Hearts in, on 3DS. Ho-hum. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura, if you're listening, uh, which I know you're not, <laughs> just stop m- dicking around with uh, PSP and DS games. Make a fucking third one, and let's put this bad boy to bed. Just... Put the whole damn series to bed, because we're already tired of your little uh, side story. Like I said, it is Disney Presents Lost, except, you know... He's he's the Miyazaki of JRPGs. You know, he he started out in Final Fantasy VII, and he kind of did the same thing every time. And the first couple of times, you're like, you know, this isn't so bad. And then, you know, by the time you get to uh, Spirited Way, you're like, okay, I get the fucking point. We can move on to something else. I just heard so many different, like, I, I, I catch the basics of the storyline, and they throw in, it just seems to get weirder and weirder and more and more tangled up in its own mythology. Is it from Japan? Yes. yes. Yes, it does. Well, like, things in the U.S. do that, too. Again, like I said, lost. When they're trying to be Japanese, sure. Um... <laughs> The art of complexity has been uh, practiced there for thousands of years. <laughs> Wait a minute. The art of complexity. These were the guys who gave us, like, uh, you know, Isaiah and a lot of the, uh, you know, efficiencies. and you know, It's all part of their dastardly plan. Like, so they, so they made, like, 
their industrial um, is part of a know, far production. They made that efficient as so part of a far more that. complex scheme using the art of complexity. Man, we have to make everything else complex and confusing. How can we do that? I'm starting to get the feeling, especially with the Birth by Sleep, that being a Keyblade wielder ain't what she used to be. It's kind of <laughs> like being a Saiyan in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, you, know, you think first, you're special? First, dra- first Goku is supposed to be, you know, the first Super Saiyan in like a thousand years or something. And by the end of the show, everybody, everybody can do everybody it. can do it, including the non Saiyans. Yeah, even Krillin can do it. <laughs> well, I mean, they, I love if, you, Sonny Straight. If Krillin can do it, it ain't that hard. They have to balance <laughs> out characters, you know, characters that are supposed to be special and unique and different, with the fact that they have to then top those characters down the line. Because people get bored. All of our easily. characters are unique jewels, each alike in every way. <laughs> oh. oh, so yeah, that's horseshit. They're waiting. Well, I think they're waiting to build the uh, the Disney ride. You that's know. that's when three will come out. It will come out in conjunction with the Disney Kingdom Hearts ride. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well. Like Disney, like Disney owns the rights. I'm I'm sure there's got to be some sort of marketing rights there. But I, I get the feeling that Kingdom Hearts is one of those things that we don't talk about because it might scare the normals. See, I don't know. The, uh, the fact that there's actually a Disney trading pen of a Keyblade. Uh, yeah, yeah, but exciting. like that's hidden off at a kiosk somewhere or in Hot Topic. Well, and they bought uh, you know with buying Marvel, they're they did they did Star Wars ride and a big. Yeah, but Marvel will probably be separate yeah, from Disney Marvel, because again, Marvel versus Disney versus the Capcom. Versus you know, Disney Iron Man is going to be walking around Disney World. Maybe tell me he won't. It'll, you can't because it'll will. probably be in one specific. Like they'll probably integrate it into. This like, was their attempt Epcot. to destroy the Universal uh, Studios. Tony Stark will get rip roaring drunk and start feeling like Daisy Duck. I want to see. I want to see Tony Stark drunkenly stumbling around Disney. <laughs> oh, you want a picture? Yeah. Is that too much to ask Disney? With just, just a little bit of vomit the on his scene from uh, Iron Man Two, where he but with more vomit. All right, so let's let's get back to Sony for a minute. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I'm not finished ripping on Disney. Well, no, wait, no. Okay. Um, one of the uh, other games that was rumored and talked about. And then denied and denied and denied was Twisted Metal. Denied, denied, denied. Which uh, David Jaffe is a lying son of a bitch. He said, I don't know anything about it. I'm not working on it. If they're making it, I have nothing to do with it. Oh, hey, I'm on stage. Let's uh, let's show you Twisted Metal. That's bullcrap. That was that. So this, this surprises you that he lied? I mean, he's, have, not, he's not Hideo Kojima. He has not earned the right to lie. <laughs> I was going to say, we've, we've, <laughs> he has not deserved you, ha- you haven't earned what he's earned. <laughs> Just because he does it doesn't mean it's okay for we've you. We've already established that Eve 3 is this alternate reality where what's real is fake and what's true is false. And uh, uh, Booth Babes, Booth Babes, Booth Babes, apparently. I mean, I like, it's a section on the G4 website. I like boobs. Up there at the top. Boobs. Boobs are awesome. Made me cry. Boobs make you cry? No, the fact that they, they make have me cry a too, babe section. But for a totally different crying. reason. Um, Sony, Sony showed off a lot of the games that, that are going to be compatible with uh, their motion sensing technology move, which, which rather uh, conveniently becomes the first 
commercially viable op, uh, application for the iToy, which we've been waiting for years for it to do something. <laughs> we've been waiting a whole system cycle to... Because uh, the iToy was originally a PS2. Yes. And I think your PS2 iToy will work on your PS2. Oh, none of them are virgins. I'm sorry, I was looking at a... The booth at a picture of booth the... and they all had a t-shirt on that said virgin. No. Those I, shirts are liars. I was watching the uh, Fail Fury motion picture this morning. For the first time, he goes above it in the case, and it's like a 15-year-old anime. But uh, Mai was wearing a shirt that said milk, and of course, Mai has tremendously huge boobs. Awesome. Oh, how old was that? Because if that's, I mean, if, if that's old enough, it may just be English. No, it's new, it, no, it might I mean, be wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no, no more, say no more. Anyway, <sighs> I, I like what Sony is doing with Move and with uh, their 3D integration because uh, they released a firmware upgrade uh, a while back that basically gave PS3 uh, latent uh, 3D capability for uh, 3D HD TVs that they're making. I'm a little iffy about the 3D stuff, if only for the fact that 3D TVs is just like another bullcrap upgrade. Uh, agreed, but here, here's why I like the way they're doing it. They, they've they essentially hedged their bets both with 3D TV and Move. Yeah. Uh, because what they announced was a lot of the games that uh, are going to be supporting Move, except for, you know, some of the ones that are clearly just sort of the tech demo type, like, you know, The Fight and Sorcery... Uh, but games like Killzone 3 that's going to have move support, uh, MLB The Show, which is already out, yeah. um, Resident Evil 5 Gold, which, again, is already out. Those games are all going to have move functionality, but they're also going to have just your basic, you know, dual shot right. capability that you can just play, like, a regular game. And that's why I like the way they're doing it, because, you know, you, you've got the game. You've, you know... Secretly, you've already got a library of uh, probably several games that are already compatible with Move, and they can go back and add firmware upgrades to any game they want to and put that functionality in there. But that's that's what they're going to have to do with Connect and with Move, because otherwise it will be the Wii, where they release all these little tiny, you know, one-off peripherals, and, I mean, like the the... the Zapper or whatever it was called yeah. with Link's crossbow training. I don't think I have another game that works with that. And I mean, if you did, you wouldn't use it. Yeah, it, it's totally worth it for Link's crossbow training, but... <laughs> and and that's kind of the thing I like about it, is that, you know, Connect so far, to, to my knowledge, isn't going to work with any existing uh, yeah. Xbox games. And with Move, it's at least going to have that function in there. It's going to have buttons on the control, you know, the, yeah. the square, triangle, X, circle, face buttons on the controller. So it's going to feel a little bit more like a regular controller as opposed to the Wii, which, you know, for somebody who's never played a video game before, you know, you just kind of do what you what you think you should be doing with it. But for somebody who's been playing video games the traditional way for a long time, it can sometimes be a little bewildering, like. You know, uh, where are the buttons? The buttons aren't where I want it. Because <laughs> we don't have coordination. Agreed. So I, I like I like what they're doing with both both of those things because I think I think in theory and in practice we'll see. In theory, having the motion control on the move and 3D, you know, that's going to work very well together in terms of immersion, especially with games yeah. like a game like Killzone. 
you know, being able to use the move and play the game in 3D, that has the potential to be really good. Also has the potential to make us sick as all hell. But, <laughs> Damn you know. straight. But at least the screen won't be red and black. That is true. So I like what they're doing just because if it fails horribly, you know, you've still got the game. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's what Connect and Move are going to have to do because if they don't, they will be a one-off. They will be a joke. They will be the power glove. Yes. Or whatever Sega's little circle thing that you set down and uh, did the motion control. So let's pause for a second while I go urinate. And when I return, uh, we'll talk about some of the third-party games. Okay, I've successfully drained the lizard, so uh, let's talk about third-party companies for a while. Woo, party! Okay. Um, Let's let's go ahead and start with EA, because I think they were the first ones to have a press conference on uh, Monday. Um, A lot of Kinect and uh, Move titles at their presentation. A lot of stuff we already knew about. Oh, look, it's Man 11. I mean, Joe Montana was there, and I loved that, but uh, there wasn't too much to really get excited about. Um, There's Need for Speed Burnout. Ah, yes, I remember you talking about that. Hot Pursuit. Uh, it looks like it'll be fun because Criterion developed it, and uh, you know it. It shows very much because it just looks like another burnout game. But the fact that you get to be a cop car and run somebody right the fuck off the road looks kind of cool. There hasn't been a burnout game in a while, has there? Not since uh, Paradise. Mm. That's yep. what that's what they've been working on. They EA has them uh, working to uh, build up the franchise they killed. Um, the only other thing that stands out in my mind right now, uh, besides Medal of Honor, which I talked about a little bit, um, was of course the Old Republic. Oh yeah, uh, that that the Hope trailer. Uh, oh. I I was standing up at the TV cheering because there there's one part where uh, you know the clone troopers are. I don't even know if they're clones at that point. And they, now, they may just be troopers. It, it seems like Star Wars missed the boat, considering what, what like they've done with uh, the Old Republic and things like that, where they, they needed to have an uh, all-this-will-has-happened-before-and-all-this-would-happen-again sort of uh, theme to it, because that's kind of what it feels like. They're, yes. they're, they've got Jedi, they've got stormtroopers, they're the same general feel, look and feel, but they're not. It's obviously a different story. They've got an empire, heck. Um, yeah. So, uh, obviously, the Republic. There, there is no question that Bioware is the uh, best thing to happen to Star Wars since the original trilogy. Definitely, and I, I'm not even overstating that a little bit. I watched that that uh, the trailer, and honestly, there's a there's a guy I've got on Facebook who made a comment to the effect of, "This is the Star Wars <laughs> I grew up with." And it really felt like 
it really felt like they returned to that really epic scope that the first uh, trilogy had. It wasn't just, you know, there are Jedis and there are Fets and then there's everyone else and they're just window dressing to be saved or uh, killed depending on which side they're on. Yeah. It actually like it actually felt like there was a big war going on. It was engaging and you were seeing a small tiny part of it. And it wasn't just about political factions. It was about right. Jedi versus Sith. And that's that's what the hope trailer really came down to because um you know, the trailer obviously didn't show anything about the gameplay, but it's like those right. World of Warcraft videos. They kind of just give you a sense of where the story's headed. Hmm. Um, but, you know, it, they're on Alderaan, see he. Um, Did they actually say that? I didn't yeah, hear. It, it, it's at the very beginning of the trailer. The Ready for a spoiler? On because that, that setting was awesome. Like, yeah. The, the look of the... Well, I mean, they can do whatever... Here's what I love about uh, The Old Republic. Uh, timeline, continuity, if you will. You yep. can do whatever the fuck you want. It takes place that place thousands of years before any of the Star Wars characters yep. are even in existence. So uh, you can you can have who you want doing what you want where you want. You can be on Alderaan because it hasn't been blown up yet. <gasps> you ruined it. Oh no! That happens in like the first five minutes of the movie. Ah. Yeah, if movies. you haven't seen it, it's been, you know, 30 fucking years since the movie came out. If, if you haven't seen the movie, and you have seen the new trilogy, you don't know what you're missing. You're, you're going to be so happy and excited. It's a Star Wars movie that doesn't suck. But, um, but really, I did feel like, and it shouldn't surprise me that it takes an MMO to, to, to return to that epic scope, because it's not just about a couple of people, it's about, you know... Two they, warring factions. They also announced uh, their version of mounts. Everyone's going to going to be in their own starship that will double as a home base. Hmm. hmm. Fuck you, twenty five dollar World of Warcraft mount. Having Stick that your, up your ass. Having your own starship. Also, it sounds like that takes care of the problem. Some some MMOs offered housing, and you know if you did that for, you couldn't really do that for. Uh, World of Warcraft, because where are you going to put all the houses? And you're moving around all the time. Yeah. This takes care of both those problems. It is both your transportation and your and your uh, hearthstone, so to speak. The way you can customize, I guess, hopefully. But the problem is... Everybody just wants the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. But the problem is, I don't think I will... I don't want to put myself through the pressure of playing an MMO again, so... Well, one of the things that they said uh, that was interesting was that uh, the way they were designing uh, the Old Republic was that it could be played as you know a traditional MMO, or it could be played as a single-player game that you just play with a whole lot of friends. So it looks like they're they're emphasizing uh, a lot more on single-player content than say World of Warcraft did. Hmm. Well, even so, it, it for me MMOs turn into Gotta catch up, gotta catch up, gotta catch up. And it's just like... Gotta catch them all. Too much, like... Too much stress, honestly. I can't not see myself playing this game if it plays anywhere close to what uh, Knights of the Old Republic did. Yeah. I I mean, it's... I I definitely like what they're doing, and I hope it spins off some other... Some other Old Republic games. Non-Memorpurger? Yeah, well, it... it Knights of the Old Republic 3, please. Sure, or cartoons, or whatever. Just I would, I would, of this I Clone would Wars. shit a brick if uh, they announced a Old Republic cartoon. 
Especially if it had Bastille in it. I have a, I have a serious hard on for her. Uh, but that trailer, that trailer kicks so much ass. Because the Sith, you know, take, like, cuts the girl's lightsaber in half. And she just, and she just, you know, he, he's going in to stab her and he just, she force stops it. I've never seen anybody force stop a fucking lightsaber. Yeah. That was badass. Then she, like, Kamehameha them. <laughs> yep. Um, Ubisoft it has never been a developer of the outside of Assassin's Creed and Prince of Persia I've ever cared much for. Um, but this year they, they managed to impress me somewhat. Because uh, we already talked about Child of Eden, the only decent-looking game for Kinect. That was what they started off their uh, their press conference with. And for a Western developer, you know, albeit French... Uh, to start out with a Japanese game that's so far out of their comfort zone really impressed me uh, because it, it was it was basically Res Two, which was a cult music shooter, and that that's what they started out with. Um, the other thing that surprised me was I, I I expressly hated Tom Clancy games for the longest time because they were everywhere and they yeah. were. You know, there there were subtle differences between, say, a Ghost Recon and a Rainbow Six, but to me, they're all just one big long fucking game. But uh, they showed off Ghost Recon uh, Future Soldier, which uh, looks like a uh, somebody called it Metal Gear Solid Four with restraint in terms of the story. <laughs> yeah, I could see that because Tom Clancy isn't going to do wacky things like Kojima did. He's not going to have cyborg ninjas fighting uh, vampires and stuff like that. But uh, it it just looked very impressive because, you know, there's a part in the gameplay demo where they've got the optical camo going and uh, they sneak up behind somebody and shoot them in the head as another guard starts to walk by. So he just holds up the body to make it look like he's still alive until he passes by and then just slips on past unnoticed. It, it looks very impressive, at least in the in the short amount of gameplay they showed. Um, hmm. They also showed off a new Rayman game. I think it was uh, Rayman Origins, I want to say. I, I don't remember the exact name of it, but uh, it looks like basically Ray, uh, Ubisoft's version of uh, Little Big Planet. Hmm. Because apparently you're supposed to be able to uh, create content and make games sort of like uh, the first Little Big Planet. Hmm. Uh, which little big plant too? Uh, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about something. Looks a lot more interesting than the first one did because apparently you're able to make other types of games besides just straight platformers. Like That's you can make cool. cart games and puzzle games and uh, you know sort of the side-scrolling shooter type games as well. Um, there is something else that they showed. Oh, uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which. I was a little skeptical of it at first because I'm like, you know, th- this is a series that needs its two-year development cycle for the games to be any good. So for them to release like a one-off spin-off from Assassin's Creed 2, I was a little bit worried about, but the multiplayer has me intrigued. Like being able to play that style of game multiplayer that is uh, interesting. could be very, could, could be a lot of fun if they pull it off yeah. correctly. They had a good, they had a good write-up of it on Giant Bomb, and it was, 
It sounds interesting. It sounds like it would take way more patience than I have, though. But, I don't know. It, it depends on how they actually pull it off. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, as far as uh, from the third party guys, uh, was Konami. Because they were showing Metal Gear uh, Solid Rising. They showed that the uh, Microsoft press conference. Um... They show that their press conference, the the Castlevania um, action God of War ripoff, hmm. which which look you know it looks like it'll be good, but it doesn't look like it's going to win any points for originality. Well, haven't they just been ripping off games since they went to a third dimension? Yeah, and they've not really been themselves since they left two D. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... If that's, you look at the reviews, it seemed like all the best Castlevania games were, like, the handheld that were still 2D yes. side-scrolling. Yeah. The Metroidvania style of yeah. game, where it's exploration and item-gathering. And that's that's not what this game is going to be. It's going to be very God of War, Devil May Cry, Dante's Inferno kind of story-driven hack-and-slash game, which it'll probably turn out just fine, but like I said, it's not going to set the world on fire with its originality. Yeah, that's true. But uh, there's supposed to be a third title from Kojima Productions, because both those games were were being uh, heralded under that banner, and it just turned out to be uh, Metal Gear Solid 3DS, which was a total fucking disappointment. it's, It's like... Okay, I've got Castlevania, I've got Metal Gear, and I've got something else I'm going to tease you with. No, it's not Zone of the Enders, you lousy fuckers. I haven't touched that series in six years. <laughs> uh. Well, we're kind of to the point with, um, you know, a lot of the... They're starting to bring in 64, later in 64 games over to in PlayStation games. And we're not reaching as far back, so it's kind of disappointing. It's like... Oh yeah, that that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I, I still very clearly remember playing uh, Snake Eater. So I really, really just wanted it to be a new Zone of the Enders game, which it wasn't. Uh, one thing that they they've announced a week or so ago before E3, but uh, they showed a little bit more gameplay of was um, a Castlevania game that's coming out on Xbox Live Arcade called uh, Harmony of Despair. Which, that's a classic 2D Castlevania game. But uh, the twist on it, aside from like the high-res HD 2D sprites, um, is the fact that they've got... And holy shit. Uh, got, <laughs> so do we need to stop? Yeah, they've got, 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 so got Steven uh, Tyler up there. No, it's it's uh, Tominobu Idagaki showing uh, Devil's Third, which looks just absolutely brilliant. Uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, he's back making games again after he left Team Ninja. I can't remember. Does he speak any English at all? A little bit. Because I must say, he's, he seems to be responding to the uh, American interviewer. Like, he gets exactly what the dude's saying. I was like, no, nah, he's probably not. Yeah, he he, uh, he speaks a little bit of English. Okay. Uh, he, he used to do a uh, column in Electronic... No, it wasn't Electronic Gaming Monthly. It was uh, their sister publication... Uh, Xbox Monthly, uh, called Ask Itagaki, where you could email in <laughs> questions to Itagaki, just like life questions. 
And uh, somebody asked him, you know, since he made a fighting game, what he thought the best mar- the best school of martial arts was, and he said, uh, what does that matter? Come with me and I'll teach you how to gamble. <laughs> you know, I've got the, the I've got to imagine that that column was like the perfect combination of insanity and uh, poor translation. Like you put I, those two together, and there there was no poor translation in there. It was just Itagaki is fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, somebody asked him about uh, Hitomi and Leifang from uh, Dead or Alive if they are lesbians or not, because you know there's all those cutscenes where they're doing. Uh, not quite lesbian things with each other. And uh, his response was, can't you just tell by looking at him? (laughs) (laughs) I love you to got you so much. I want to have his babies. (laughs) I am, uh, I'm really surprised that uh, That one man could be so insane and yet so highly functioning as to uh, lead a development team. Well, you know why he wears his sunglasses everywhere, don't you? So he can, so he can? Uh, no, not so he can see at night. Um, it's because he looks like shit. Yes. Like if, if you ever see him in an interview, he looks like he's been up for you know the last five days without any sleep, living off of you know caffeine and cigarettes, and, and it's because he has been. So uh, less Steven, a little less, slightly less Steven Tyler, slightly more, more Keith, Keith Richards. Richards. <laughs> So the point is, he's a rock star. He really is. And he lives lives like he is one. He really is. Um, Anyway, I I just had an orgasm thinking about Itagaki. Um, Anyway. Wow. You might want to get that checked out. (laughs) That could be a medical condition. Maybe a medical condition or it might be a head condition, but I know it's one or the other. I'm fine with it either way. (laughs) or equally orgasm He's worthy. He's a dude, you know. Yeah, that's fine. He makes awesome games. Okay. Uh, equally orgasm worthy was uh, what I saw of Harmony of Despair because it's a two, it's a multiplayer two player uh, Castlevania game where okay, you can both be uh, cool. different parts of the level at the same time. Hmm. Like and, split screen type of thing. Um, like Xbox Live oh. uh, online type of thing, and they're showing where. Uh, you could like zoom out and see more of the level, so you could see physically see where your partner's at, or you can zoom back into the room you're in. And it's going to have five playable characters from across the different um, Castlevania titles. That's going to be So it's going to have Alucard from Symphony of the Night. It's going to have uh, the guy from Harmony of Dissonance, whose name I cannot remember. It's probably something Belmont. It's going to have um, the chick from Order of Ecclesia. And it's going to have the two characters from uh, Portrait of Rowan, I think. No Simon Belmont? Man, they don't even bring Simon out anymore. He's the only Belmont I've ever given a shit about. Yeah. yeah. But they've got Alucard. Who, who the fuck needs Simon Belmont? Did they have, Alucard? Uh, there was Grant from uh, Castlevania Three, and who's the other person? I don't care. I thought there was a... Fourth. Trevor was from there was a, Yeah, there was a Trevor. Trevor, and then you could get... I don't care about Trevor. You could pick up the Thief, or Alucard, or... That was the thief. That was the last Castlevania game I really okay. played. Was that one? Same for me. Uh, Symphony of the Night was sort of the the turning point for me on Castlevania. the The earlier ones, I was kind of like, yeah, they're all right. But but Symphony the point of, of three was, awesome. was that you could pick up a partner and then switch out 
Yeah. Because they had different powers. Now that would make a multiplayer Castlevania game pretty cool. Yeah, I imagine that they'll have slightly different gameplay mechanics, but um, uh, it's going to be out in July, so I'm excited about seeing that one. But Konami was a little disappointing because it didn't break out some sort of earth-shattering new game like they did last year with you know, a Kojima-produced Castlevania game or a new Metal Gear game or anything like that. But I guess you can't win them all. Nope. Uh, and those are all the ones that we've seen, like, press conferences, where everybody else has just kind of been hanging loose or didn't put their press conferences up to where I could watch them on G4 or online. Um, Capcom's been showing off new uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 screens, which look amazing. That trailer that they showed that had the very comic book-looking feel, that's that's really captured in the gameplay. And they showed off uh, Dante, who is just badass. Hmm. Um, you know, we, we've already talked a little bit about Rock Band 3 and the guitar and the pro guitar. And, oh, yeah. Um, I, I really hope they go back with like some of the, the keyboard songs that are in Rock Band 1 and 2 that don't support it. I hope they go back and add that... Uh, that functionality in there. Yeah, that would be awesome. Definitely. And I hope... The nice thing is that, in theory, means they're going to grab some piano-heavy songs that perhaps they haven't at this point. So we could get a very different group of uh, songs from the next... Uh, like Piano uh, Man? Yes. Yeah. I kind of do want some Billy Joel in there. I, I won't, I won't lie to you. That would be cool. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they'll probably get some Billy Joel in there. And when did, when did Dead Space become popular? I don't know. That seemed like a game that when it first came out, I was like, eh, it's another, uh, another survival horror game in space. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, there's a second one coming out? What do you mean this was popular? Why didn't anyone tell me about this? I didn't play much of it. I mean, I didn't play any of it. I didn't really care, but... Um... I don't know. As far as like uh, survival horror, the developer space, bought up all the copies. Uh, System Shock Two <laughs> to make it seem popular. N- nothing will be better than that. Oh, th- this is one thing they're showing on G Four right now that absolutely blows my fucking mind. They're showing uh, Gran Turismo Five, and it's got NASCAR in it. How the fuck can you have NASCAR in Gran Turismo Five? They literally have every car on Earth right now in that game. Yep. It's yep. got to. Once actually, you, for a second, second there, I thought I was actually watching video, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. The, Gran Turismo 5 almost makes me want to buy it just so I can race, like, Jeff Gordon against a Dodge Viper, you know? It, it'd just be awesome. Like, eat shit, Jeff Gordon. If it has a Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, kill game in it, that would be pretty good. <laughs> No, no, no. Not a no, quick time no, event no, no. that you have to perform in order for him to die. That would be uh, Burnout NASCAR. <laughs> that would be that would be even worse than Burnout. Although, uh, speaking of mini games, there's some. Are, are we? Are there any other games we want to mention? Um, because uh, I can't think of any. I've, I've talked about Metroid Other M and Devil's Third and. Uh, Harmony of Despair and all Marvel vs. Capcom and all the other stuff I care about. So I just thought it was funny because uh, I'll go ahead and mention this because because I, I thought this was funny. We uh, we were talking earlier about you know 
Battlefield Bad Company 2 is going to be set in Vietnam, except that looks like it's a real, you know, it's dealing with the Vietnam War. Um, Game uh, for all the vets out there. Call of Duty, yeah, but when I initially had seen Call of Duty and they said it was doing during Vietnam, I was like, man, they're like whitewashing this completely. They're whitewashing everything about it, which which is kind of sad. Because there's no, like, Vietnamese girl rape uh, minigame? Well, no, but my point is, like, if you show a bunch of big guys running in, you know, big tough guys, you know, doing special ops and stuff, you're, you're completely missing the, you know, historical context, which... And all the raping of the Vietnamese girls? No, it's just, like, you, you should have to be drafted and then, like, travel <laughs> airport to airport, <laughs> dodging anti-war protesters spitting on you. So, wait, you the, first, so the, first, the, first, the first section of the game should be you having a normal life. It's a normal yeah, life sense. Yeah. And final third And then you come back, and then you have to try to find a job, but all, you know... Yeah, like, the first chapter ends with you opening up the mailbox, and holy crap. And then the next part of the game is getting to the war and the war. Yeah. And the last part is you coming home. Then you come home and trying to get a normal life no. and you can't do it. And, you, and then you fight a small town sheriff and an army of police officers in the woods of, uh, was it Pennsylvania? <laughs> Wherever the hell uh, Rambo takes place. Yeah. Like, you, you come home and you have to try to find a job and uh, you're, the interviewer keeps asking you, like, so how many people did you kill? There should be like a uh, a Bioware conversation wheel where you know the choices range from uh, I don't want to talk about it to nineteen, but let's make it twenty. <laughs> but uh, want to see my necklace of ears? <laughs> In all seriousness, I, I joke about this, but, it's but like, no, oh, oh, here we go. The after uh, the last chapter where you come home, you also have to experience nom flashbacks. And night terrors. <laughs> but, I mean, we're, we're making jokes about this, but seriously... We're not making jokes. Like, I want to see that game. You can't make a game like that and completely whitewash you know, how bad that was and lose the historical context. I'm sure it happened with you the World War II using minigame, they, uh, a rape minigame. They should steal a page from Eternal Darkness where, uh, you know, the game did stuff like, uh, please reconnect the controller when the controller was already plugged in, or... Uh, erasing memory card. You know, yeah, just they, weird fucked up they shit. They should have like an that. alternate reality version where Richard Nixon actually bombs the hell out of <laughs> Vietnam and the war is over and. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Oh. Uh. So let's put this puppy to bed? Yes. Yeah, th- I think it's time. Wow. Wow. What is this for a watch? I actually saw someone link to this on Twitter. It's this terrible looking, um, I can't, like, it's it's actually real video, and it's basically just a bunch of women in bikinis fighting. It's like Mortal Kombat, except, you know, women in bikinis, and it's just... Just awesome. It's just yeah, so faith, facepalm worthy that it makes me sad. All right, well, uh, everybody enjoy E3. Um, we should never do another podcast with the TV on in the background, because I can, t- I can feel myself sitting back here going, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. That, uh, You've was... turned into uh, Brian Gumble. And uh, <laughs> Brink looks kind of cool. You know. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody.